So America has been the day after tomorrow for the past like I want to say maybe three or four days. At least where I am, uh, I'm in Brian Conversation. At least you know it's been day after tomorrow for it's been horrible right now. Now it's just like a really really miserable kind of like a nasty ass slush and stuff. I was able to clear out my driveway actually yesterday and. It's about, I want to say, from the freezing rain before, the night before everything got snowed in, I want to say there's roughly an inch, two inches of thick ice I was breaking up in front of my driveway, so uh, it was not it was not that fun, um, but still still really pretty to look at. It's like the weird, it's a sad part about it is that like it's all really pretty and really fun to be out in right now. Um, I mean, if you like the cold, I mean, or you can withstand the cold. I can withstand the cold for. I have a cold timer. Being that I'm, you know, I, I want to say I'm black. You know, it sounds racial, but let's, let's be real, right? I'm, I'm black and I'm from the south. At that, so I have a cold timer. I want to say. Also, I have a. I actually invested in a trucker jacket this winter. Actually, not even a trucker jacket, but I mean, it's a jean jacket. But um, this thing, I'm telling you, it was a hell of an investment. This is a, it's, it's warm as shit. I, mean, I was outside. <laughs> For a minute yesterday, actually, uh, doing that driveway, and it kept me warm. So, uh, good fellow, actually. Good fellow jacket uh, via Target, actually. Um, get your stuff at Target. Target's a nice place to shop. Um, I actually did uh, I talked about Target a little bit, actually, about how it's so... Uh, on a podcast before about how, like, it's oddly peaceful to shop at. It really is. But that's, that's a topic for another time. But uh, if you need any firewood, if you're in the BCS, Navasota area, or if you just in the... In this certain region of Central Texas, I get. Well, I don't want to say certain region. This, if you're in this area, BCS, um, if you need firewood at all, um, hit up Garrett Fowler. Um, it'll be on my Snapchat if you have me on Snapchat. Add me on Snapchat if you don't have me at CJack two three four two. But yes, I, I have a friend there, Garrett Fowler. Uh, it should be on my story right now. He uh, he's out there selling firewood right now, chopping them up. So and he's delivering it. So he's running it and uh, helping people in need. So and making a little bit of money at it. So go ahead and um. Support him as well if you uh, if you need it as well. Please go ahead. Um, but yes, uh, so while you are hopefully safe and sound and cozy wherever you are, hopefully you can turn on this podcast and get a little knowledge. And you know, even even if it's not the day you're listening to it, even if you're not listening to it on February what February seventeenth, twenty twenty one. Hey, welcome. So. Um, but yeah, it's the Caleb Jackson Show. You know, as always, follow me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow on Twitter as well at the CK, uh, C Jackson Pod. I want to say the C Jackson Podcast. Uh, it'll be the Caleb Jackson Podcast. Twitter. We have a new Twitter for the podcast alone. Follow me on my regular Twitter at the C Jack. That's T H E, not T H C, but T H E C J A C. But we'll get into it right now. So with all this stuff going on right now, um. Actually, before I wanted to talk about um, the energy, actually, um, 
not not universal energy. Not we ain't getting it's not one of those podcasts, but just energy when it comes to powering homes, powering cities, and really the energy kind of not not necessarily a crisis we're having, but uh, energy is going to be a really really big. Uh, it's going to be a really really big market, especially coming up. It's always been a big market with oil, and natural gas, and whatever. It'll always be a big market, but especially now since we're trying to rush to find like renewable energy sources and also like. Um, longer lasting longer lasting cleaner um and just overall more efficient energy sources um you know it'd be an interesting thing to watch for the next few years that's all i can say but um especially right now since um i want to say i think i talked about it on my last podcast a little bit but um i want to say the energy usage for texas right now especially texas because texas is on its own power grid through this company called ERCOT, i believe and it's been on some bullshit lately, actually, and, um, because it's, um, I, was, I talked about it on the podcast a couple of days ago, and they, they've been doing rolling blackouts, um, throughout Texas, uh, in certain places, uh, some people have power, some people haven't had power for weeks, or not, I don't say weeks, I'm mean, like, <laughs> some people haven't had power for almost maybe a couple, it felt like a week almost, but, um, I want to say couple days honestly um then power just going in and out in and out for maybe i want to see people having 30 minutes to an hour each time so um yeah hopefully luckily i'm be able to i'm able to record this podcast right now this laptop got a 12 hour battery on it so you know we uh ain't gonna stop me um <laughs> cannot cannot stop this show but um as well um yeah i want to say that they were, i believe this the usage in texas overall was i believe 50,000 megawatts i want to say oh whatever within within whatever time span they're measuring it within i guess but that's still really really high and so that's why they're having rolling blackouts what i can't fathom is like i said how they have <laughs> they have retail areas lit up and everywhere else lit up stoplights still on stop yeah i mean traffic lights still on you know street lights still on you know but don't want to then don't want to, you know, power people's homes, you know, I mean, people, people need the warmth, so, but, that's why we need fireplaces, honestly, I mean, fireplaces do come in handy, but, uh, either way, no, it's still messed up how people, some people don't have power, other people have power, I mean, there's, there's certain places that gonna need power, like hospitals, you know, especially right now with COVID and everything, because you can't, you can't let those hospitals shut down and then have to, then revert to those backup generators, because especially with COVID right now, people are on ventilators and breathing machines as well, so there's no real way that, you know, people be able to cut off the ventilator for a little bit, I mean, it just, yeah, no, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be safe at all, it was just, it's not the move, <laughs> that's all I can say, but, um, but yeah, um, but it's, it's really messed up just how they've been, like, people's water been shut off, people's, it's you no, know, it's it's horrible, you know. Like Texas, being that Texas is, um, it's funny that being Texas that Texas is one of the states where you know we've pride ourselves on low taxes and you know, um, you know, and not everything, but everything really kind of being privatized, but kind of being privatized to the individual citizen, I guess I want to say. But it's funny how so now ERCOT is raising up energy prices because of the natural natural storm. You know what I mean? Which now it's a reason for them to raise energy prices because now they have. They have a reason to say there's an energy shortage, being that there's being so much energy used right now within the state that, you know, there's not, you know, it can't really keep up, you know. So now they're going to raise energy prices. And even though Texas is a state that prides itself on low cost of living and everything, you know, low rent, low everything, which, yes, Texas does, I mean, by far, as opposed to California. I'll touch on that in a little bit as well. I mean, I think I'll touch on it a little bit on another podcast, but, um, 
especially like opposed like as opposed to California and other places. You know, Texas has really really low cost of living, uh, high property taxes that which kind of offsets you know, you no know, no state taxes, low taxes all around. Um, but like I said, now that they're raising it, like all those really just kind of convert to my my point of what I'm saying right now is that all those really kind of convert to another form of payment towards the government or towards these private these privatized companies who run through this Texas government and through these contract contract through the Texas government and everything. Um you know now we pay them more, you know, it's just basically like, you know, it would basically be like raising our taxes, you know what I mean? So really there's no real I don't want to say there's no real difference. I mean, Texas is still the place to live. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this is a this is a very very rich land of. Uh, well, I mean, I want to state the state in general. This is just a very very rich state. Um, just to just whenever you want to do, really. I mean, there's like say you go Houston. You want to be a doctor? Lawyer, really, just Texas all around is just a really good state. Obviously, I mean. When it comes to traditional conservative values and whatnot and how the state wants to remain, Texas needs to move a little more a little bit more progressively. There's there are certain things in which Texas needs to pride which which Texas pride needs to pride itself on, you know, which is like maintaining low 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 cost of living and then, you know, low taxes. I mean, like I said, high property taxes, but also low taxes, no state taxes and whatnot. But at the same time there are also things within texas you know society and just you know culture and just ways we need to you know evolve i guess you know you see houston dallas austin san antonio you know those are the places that are really starting to evolve a little bit um but i was going to touch on that a little bit right now with especially with california and housing not i want to say bubble but just housing and just cost of living bubble and crisis um not even crisis but uh mass exodus from california it was a video i watched actually on youtube uh, about how there's a mass exodus from especially Silicon Valley around that area in the Bay Area, San Francisco and everywhere about how um, the cost of living is just way too much to even, you know, to even live. Like you can't even live there, you know. And so people are coming to Austin, you know, especially now with COVID. And move, people, people moving to Texas, like Elon Musk moved Tesla. He's building a plant outside of Austin and moving SpaceX down in the South Texas as well. Also, the company Oracle, I believe, is another one that just left the Bay Area. I want to say, just because of there's so many restrictions and so many so many different restrictions and taxes and so much money you have to pay within the state of California just to own a business or you know run business and also just like a cost of living over there is just way too expensive. You know what I mean? So it's one thing like California is a very democratic and very blue state. And this is the issue, and I don't want to—I don't want to drone on this like too much, I guess. But this is one of the issues that, with when it comes to highly, mm, not even—I don't even say leftist or uh, I hate—I hate identity politics. You know me. Um, but this is the problem where too much government oversight becomes a bad thing, you know. And the government starts making horrible decisions. I mean, absolutely stupid decisions based on you know based on what you know what i mean and how much say do we really get in as citizens you know what i mean uh, do i i'd say that there, has to, there should be a lot more voting within communities on on these laws and everything i mean i'm not i'm not sure how how much i'm not sure how much voting influences a lot of these communities but um Especially when it comes to like just uh, policies that directly affect people as well, I don't think it should be left in the hands of lawmakers, as you can see, you know, in California and whatnot. Especially like, um, 
especially like now with um the energy crisis and everything i mean like i said there's a fine line you know it just has yet to be found i guess um but what i really want to talk about right now is um especially now going on with everything um everything going on right now with the winter storm and a lot of people being left outside is a homelessness actually um because uh it was actually a team lead of mine at work keith um shout out to keith um it was a we're talking about how much uh how many homeless the homeless population as opposed to the amount of abandoned homes and vacant homes within america and so now i was actually looking at this uh, i have it pulled i have everything pulled up already i have all my stats and everything because you know i'm a i try to be a skilled podcaster but um right now i want to say the Rough estimate of homeless people in America, homeless population in America, is roughly around five, a little over five hundred thousand people. I want to say, and then you turn around, and this, and this is gonna make you know, Hopefully, it doesn't. It's gonna piss some people off if you listen to it right now. But the populate, the amount of vacant homes in America, the total number of vacant homes in America, I want to say, is estimated around one point five million. And so you hear that number and you ask yourself, how are there even, why are there even homeless people? You know what I mean? And one thing I had an idea about doing is those little like, not even like, why, why can't there be, you know, small homeless community or not even homeless community, but small, just shelter communities for people who just need to, you know, just lay their head, you know, like those little sheds you see at Home Depot or Lowe's and stuff, you know, why not? I mean, that's probably, that might end up being the future, honestly. You know, and why not having a, why not have a little community, a little spot or sector? Not even sector. I don't even want to say it like that. Just a spot for people just to lay their head and just be warm at least, and just have some food in their stomach. You know, it's just it, it doesn't sound that hard. You know, because it's just really just the it doesn't sound that hard. But you know, when you bring in money and you know how money works and how the economy works and just how greedy people are and just how. How greedy, not even greedy, but just how society kind of just works and how it views just not having money. It just If you don't have money, you're less, you're not undeserving of certain things, you know. But, I mean, you shouldn't be undeserving of, especially right now, you know, when it's just harsh conditions outside, you know. When it's this thing that people really can't even control almost, you know. And the least people can need is, you know, food, shelter, and a place to lay down, you know, put food, warmth, and a place to lay down, you know what I mean, and the fact that we can't even, it was supposed to be the most wealthy country, the most wealthy, well, the most wealthy country in the world, the best place, everybody's supposed to come here, everybody wants to come here, because the land of opportunity, and you see, like I said, you see people sick and dying in the hospitals, you see people homeless dying right now in the streets, because, you know, it's just a horrible winter storm, I want, I want to say, a lot of people have died, but still, it's just harsh, really, really harsh, so, now, the state of homelessness in 2020, I want to say, um, now, it says the homeless population, let's go per state, actually, no, yeah, per year, so, I want to say, 2019, it was roughly, overall, 576,715 overall experiencing homelessness in 2019, Individuals experiencing homelessness in 2019 was around 396,045. People and families was around 171,670. This is all available in homelessness.org as well. And then 96,000 who, right, yeah, roughly 96,000 who are chronically homeless individuals. 37, this, oh my goodness, 
fuck. Okay. Ooh, man. Um, this one, this one makes this one makes me mad for you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say another number before so before I get into this one but uh unaccompanied youth homeless population is around thirty five thousand right now um I want to say from what it looks like on this chart um half of the half of that number is sheltered and the other half is unsheltered um for people who are chronically chronically homeless I want to say a third of that those people are sheltered and roughly two thirds are unsheltered. Um, people and families, I want to say that number looks roughly around, mm, I want to say, that's a good number, I want to say at least around 85% of the people in people and families, which is around 171,000 people, they're sheltered, and with, with the other roughly 15, 10-15% being unsheltered, um, individuals who are also homeless, as the number is about 50-50 as well, for people who are sheltered versus unsheltered, and then overall, the number of sheltered people is roughly around two thirds sheltered versus a, th- a third of unsheltered people within the population of homeless people within America as well. So that's just a little statistic for you as well. I have a lot of statistics up here right now as well. So, um, so now 70% of people experiencing homelessness are individuals who are on their own or in the company of other adults. The remainder 30% are people in families and children. So males Males is so homelessness is significantly defined by gender. Sixty percent of all people experiencing homelessness are male. Amongst individuals, the numbers are starker. Seventy percent of are men, and unaccompanied male youth. So unsheltered people. Far too many people in America, and this is all. This is all off of inhomelessness.org. Far too many people in America sleep outside and in other locations not meant for human habitation. This group includes more than two hundred thousand people, and thirty-seven percent of the overall population. Among Individuals experiencing homelessness, the numbers are more dire, and one and two are unsheltered. So, total homelessness number for males is 343,187. For females, uh, 219,911. Transgenders, three, or transgender, 3,255. And gender and nonconforming, 1,362. And that's out of the total number as well. Um... Now, per 10,000, that comes out to roughly... Didn't pull up. Okay. Um, so, the most at risk. So, the numerical size... So, it says right here, Pacific Island. Wow. So, it's Pacific Islanders and Native Americans are most likely to be homeless in America when compared to other racial or ethnic groups. Within the former... Within the former, 106 people experience homelessness outside out of every 10,000 compared to the national average of 17 out of 10,000. Wow. And that's for Pacific Islanders and Native Americans. I wonder what correlation that is hmm, I wonder where that correlates with it's weird hmm. black Americans multiracial Americans and Hispanics and Latin Latin Latinx I don't know Hispanic I, I really don't know is it Latinx I'm gonna say Latinx just to just to be safe um so group members are far more likely to be homeless than the national average and white Americans so count and rates by ethnicity. So in 2019, it says the rate. So the population of homelessness of homeless people who were white, 200. That matters anyway. But 270,607 black with 225,735 Hispanic, Latino, Latinx, 
Latino, Latina, 124,615. Multiracial, excuse me, it was 36,868. Native American, 17,966. Pacific Islander, 9,311. And Asian, 7,228. A lot is in the COVID-19 as well. So, according to the CDC, some individuals are at higher risk of becoming seriously ill from COVID-19. They include older adults over age 65 and over. However, people experiencing homelessness age faster than house people. Research indicates that they have physical conditions that mirror those people of people 15 to 20 years older than them. Wow. On a single day, an estimated 200,200. Wait, 202,623 single adults experiencing, hom- experiencing homelessness o- are over age 50, suggesting that they be they may be uniquely vulnerable to becoming seriously ill during the pandemic crisis. Excuse me for talking so fast at that one time. Um, now let's go. Oops, excuse me. Let's go to here. So now we have a chart, a little interactive chart. Yeah, I want to say interactive. It sounds horrible. It's an interactive chart. To- why do we have an interactive chart to see how many homeless people there are? That, uh, <laughs> uh, man. But um, so in the state of Washington, it says not Washington D.C. but just state of Washington. It says twenty one thousand five hundred seventy seven are people experiencing homelessness. That means around twenty nine and ten thousand. Um, Oregon, state of Oregon, it's fifteen thousand eight hundred seventy six, roughly thirty eight per ten thousand. California is around 151,000. This is what it says on inhumblesis.org. I don't know how accurate this is, but it says California is 151,278 people experiencing homelessness. With comes out to around 38 per 10,000. Alaska only. Wow, you can't. Yeah, you cannot be homeless in Alaska. Um, <laughs> I mean, but still, there's the numbers just still shouldn't be there. Um, Alaska. 19 yeah 1907 people experiencing homelessness with so it comes out to around 26 in every 10,000 in the state of Nevada around 7,000 people experiencing homelessness a little over 7,000 which comes out to around 24 per 10,000 Idaho comes around 2,315 which is about 13 per 10,000 Montana comes around 1,357 so about 13 per Every 10,000. Wyoming, low number for Wyoming, but Wyoming also has a very, very low population just in general. But 548 people experiencing homelessness and 9 people homeless per 10,000. Let's click on Wyoming for more information because that might mean... Now, the fact that there is such a little... Like, such a small amount of homelessness in Wyoming, that also makes me think about how many people are actually sheltered. So... It said 548 people on a homeless homeless on a given night in 2019 in the state of Wyoming. Um, yeah, it's only 2019 numbers, I believe. Um, so now the homelessness the homelessness had a peak. Wow, homelessness had a peak in Wyoming in 2012. Actually, it said roughly around 31.9 people were homeless per 10,000 as opposed to 9.5 right now. So that is that shit. That's a great number. I mean, numbers should still be lower, but that still is a great number to a great number to have. Uh, I mean, it's great decrease, you know. But um so sheltered So between 2007 and 2019, Wyoming's total homeless population changed 2% or changed by yeah, 2% went down actually 
the shelter population changed by 7%, and the unsheltered population changed by 11%. So yeah, there are a lot more a lot more sheltered than unsheltered now. So yeah, the number while the numbers are yeah, numbers are constantly consistently going down as well, especially now that outside of the recession and everything. I mean, still we're still in a recession, but I mean, damn. You know, one day, one day I I hope that there will be a day where we can say there aren't, there where there or there isn't homelessness. You know what I mean? Where homelessness isn't an issue. You know, I feel like the part that makes us mad as people is all the, especially our tax dollars going, all the efforts and our tax money going towards preventing homeless people from living in certain places. You know, preventing people from having tents. You know, just having any kind of actual way to live you know what i mean it's rather you know you either spend money or you if you don't have money you die basically you know that's why i just the whole concept of money and everything is that's that's another that's another topic but uh but yeah so north dakota the state of north dakota has roughly 557 people experiencing homelessness so around seven per ten thousand south dakota around 995 people so around 11 per ten thousand Nebraska was 2,300, so around 12 per 10,000. Kansas, I'm going to start flying through these now. Kansas, 50 states go through, but Kansas is around 2,300, so around 8 people per 10,000. Colorado is around 9,000, or 9,600, so around 17 people per 10,000. State of Arizona was 10,000 people experiencing homelessness, 10,007, so roughly 14 per 10,000. State of Hawaii... 6,400 people experiencing homelessness, so roughly 45 people homeless per 10,000. That's actually the highest number per capita, actually, of any state was in Hawaii. But people in Hawaii experiencing homelessness as well. The state of New Mexico is 3,200, I want to say, yeah, 3,215 people homeless per 10,000. state of Oklahoma is 3,900. I'm going to skip over Texas. We're going to say that for last. Um state of Oklahoma is 3,900. Yeah, 3,944 people experiencing homelessness. So roughly around 10 people per every 10,000. Minnesota, state of Minnesota was around 7,900, almost 8,000 people. And roughly about 14 people per every 10,000 are homeless. The state of Iowa, around 2,300, excuse me. So roughly around 7 out of 10,000. The state of Missouri, roughly 6,100, almost 6,200 as well. 10 people per every... 10 people per every 10,000. State of Arkansas, roughly 2,700, a little over 2,700, or about 9 per every 10,000. State of Louisiana, around 2,900, so about 6 people homeless per 10,000. State of Mississippi, 4 people homeless per 10,000. State of Alabama, 3,200 per... Wow, um, I'm noticing a trend here. Um, 3,200... Yeah, thirty two hundred per thirty two hundred people experiencing homelessness and seven people homeless seven people homeless per ten thousand. Georgia is about ten thousand people experiencing homelessness, a little over ten thousand. So it comes out to around ten people per ten thousand. I'm noticing a trend here that so Florida has twenty eight thousand three hundred twenty eight people experiencing homelessness, so roughly around thirteen people homeless per ten thousand. Now I'm noticing. I don't know if it's a trend, but once we got to the south, 
we got in the single digits. Um, so yeah, if you go around, I mean, so I mean, like I said, it goes based off of population as well. Um, you know, but if you look at the, just the outright number of homeless people, you know, in general, um, some of the three lowest states actually look like or wow. Hmm. Yeah, so take population out of it, um, being that these states are rather heavily populated as opposed to these other states. Um, you know, Louisiana has six people homeless per every 10,000 as opposed to a state like North Dakota, South Dakota, who has seven. Or even, you know, Mississippi, who has four people per 10,000. In Tennessee, 11 per 10,000. Missouri, Illinois, eight people per 10,000. Wisconsin's four forty five hundred people experiencing homelessness, eight people homeless per ten thousand. State of Michigan's eighty five hundred, a little over eighty five hundred, almost eighty six hundred, around nine per ten thousand experiencing homelessness as well. Um, this is an information dump, so if you want to, I suggest you skip ahead if you want to hear me just ranting about different information for each state. Um, State of New York, 92,000 people experiencing homelessness, so roughly 47 out of every 10,000. State of Maine is 2,100 people experiencing homelessness, so roughly 16 per 10,000. State of New Hampshire is 1,396, so roughly 10 per every 10,000. State of Vermont is 1,089 experiencing homelessness, so roughly 17 people experiencing homelessness for every 10,000. State of Massachusetts, wow, eighteen and okay. So I actually watched a documentary on this. Actually, um, now I want to say one of the worst heroin, or I think one of the worst drug addiction spots and worst places for people ODing is actually in Boston, Massachusetts. Actually, I, I saw something about that. Actually, it was a um a documentary on Netflix. There's one called Dope, and there's another one called Drugs Inc. Um, two of them. Um, there are different shows, one's, one's from National Geographic, another one's just off Netflix, but, um, it goes in depth about drug use and homelessness and how much, and how it's just really, really, it's awful. Um, but, but yeah, uh, I suggest you go watch that if you need something to watch today as well. But if you just, also, if you're just interested in general, also go watch that. We have roughly 18,000 people in Massachusetts. So yeah, okay, so just keep that number in mind as opposed to, Wow. So like ninety two thousand people in New York, three thousand thirty three in in Connecticut. So roughly eight people per every ten thousand. State of Rhode Island. Rhode Island ain't big enough. To, Rhode Island should not be big enough to have any homeless people in general. Honestly, one thousand fifty five people experiencing homelessness and ten people homeless per per ten thousand. Rhode Island's not big. That's that's stupid. Their population is not. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Pennsylvania has 13,199 people experiencing homelessness, so roughly around 10 people per, ooh, hold on, come back, uh-oh, went to a different state, sorry about that, uh-oh, where'd I go, so state of Pennsylvania, oh, here we go, alright, so, so state of West Virginia, is 1,300, People experiencing homelessness, eight people per every 10,000. District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., six, 6,500 people experiencing homelessness, 93 people homeless per every 10,000. Hold on, wait a minute. So you're telling me. Huh. 
Hold on. So you mean to tell me that the highest per capita of homeless people in the entire U.S. is in the capital? That should tell you every issue in general. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Um, let's see. State of Virginia, 5,700, so roughly 7 per every 10,000. North Carolina, 9,300, so roughly 9 per every 10,000. South Carolina, 4,100, 4, so roughly, roughly about 8 per every 10,000. Um, did I miss any states? I shouldn't have. I, oh, fuck it. I don't care. I'm missing any states. I'll go back to the regular ones. So, for the state of Texas, and I'm going to click on state of Texas for this one. I'll need to look at this one. Um, state of Texas, it said that there's roughly 25,000 people who experienced homelessness in 2019. 25,848 and roughly 9 per 10,000. So, let's see. Um, all right. Now, let's go. I think we have a... Now, this is going to be really interesting for the state of Texas as well. Um, so, the rate of homelessness has gone down since 07 from 17.6 to 9.0 now. Um... Total number has gone down 35%. Total number of unsheltered has gone down 34%. Total number of sheltered has gone down as well. So, luckily, so for the state of Texas, the number of un- the number of homeless people in general for the state of Texas has gone down throughout the years. Um, based on what I see right here online. So, wow. Actually, I went straight to Brian Call Station. So, it says here that People homeless on a given night in Bryan College Station in 2019 it was about 123 people, actually. 123 people for Bryan College Station area. So roughly three and a half per every 10,000. Just in Bryan College Station alone. For this next area we have... I'm, that's crazy that we're even on the map for it. So Houston, Pasadena, Conroe, slash Harris, Fort Bend, Montgomery counties. So 3,938 people... On a, in the, on a given night, experienced homelessness in 2019 in this area, in Texas, and roughly six and a half people per 10,000 in the general population experienced homelessness. For the next area, we have. We'll watch it low for a second. Wichita Falls, Wise, Paolo, Pinto, Wichita, Archer counties. 243,000. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. No, 243 people homeless on a given night. I'm not going to inflate that number like that. And then roughly 7.2 homeless per 10,000 people. So we go to the next area. And we have Amarillo. Which, which, which part is this? Okay, yeah. Okay, just Amarillo part. Okay, yeah. So roughly 777. That's all the way up in the panhandle. So, I mean, it's just basically desert up there. But uh, 777 people homeless on a given night. So roughly around... Still, that's a high number, 38.9. That's a very, very high number. As opposed to, like, College Station or even um, leaving some of the other numbers we said. That's a very, very high number for Amarillo. Wow. Um, All the goddamn land out there and shit. You can't build... <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'll tell you, man. But, so, it's Texas balance of state. So, just basic, basic overall just, you know, consists of the state of Texas. It's roughly, I think it's excluding the Amarillo, El Paso, Austin, San Antonio, 
Houston, College Station, Central Texas, and Dallas-Fort Worth areas. So everywhere, so basically, the Panhandle, anywhere in the Panhandle is, except Amarillo, just basically that, Panhandle, so Lubbock, Odessa, Big Spring, Hill Country, um, West Texas, West West Texas, South Texas, most of South Texas, like I said, exclude, I want to say Austin, yeah, Austin and San Antonio, and then they actually draw like a line. So they have Waco, McLennan County, Bryan College Station, Houston, Pasadena. There's a line through Fort Worth, Arlington, and then Dallas County, and then Wichita Falls and all that. And it goes a line and goes straight into East Texas. So overall, the Texas balance, uh, balance of the state of Texas consensus, honestly, says uh, eight, 8,072, so roughly 7.1. That's just the overall, just the big mass of Texas. That's excluding, like I said, El Paso, San Antonio, BCS, Waco, McLennan counties, Dallas-Fort Worth, Wichita, Amarillo, and Houston areas. That's including all of that. So now if you do go down to Houston as well. well I already did, we already did Houston, never mind. Um, I feel like once we get to San Antonio, it's going to get, these numbers will get a lot higher, sadly. Actually, no, okay. So, uh, 28, wait, yeah. So, yeah, 2,872 people on a homeless, or homeless, or experienced homelessness on a given night in San Antonio, Bayard County area. And roughly 14 and a half per every 10,000 people in the general population. Yeah. So then we go on next to, this is going to be Austin, I believe. Austin, Travis County. So we have 2,255 people homeless on a given night in 2019. And 18.1 homeless per 10,000. It was pretty hard with no COVID and everything to probably get a count on people. So that's why we're going off 2019 numbers. 2020 was just a, what a year. But, um... Dallas City and County Irving, let's see, we have roughly 4,538 people homeless on a given night, so roughly around 12.5 per every 10,000 as well for Dallas County. Um, Fort Worth, Arlington, Tarrant County, so roughly 2,028 people homeless on a given night in 2019. That comes out to around 9.1 homeless per every 10,000 all around. So El Paso, roughly 809 people homeless on a given night, and 9.6 homeless per every 10,000 people in the general population. So, those are the numbers for Texas. I wish I could do every number for every state, but that will take a while, and I, I don't think anybody will want to listen to that. Waco, McLennan County, I think I already did this one, 193 people homeless on a given night, and 52 people, oh, no, five, excuse me, 5.2 per homeless per every 10,000. All right. Yep. So that's state of homelessness within America right now. Well, within 2019, I want to say 2020 edition. They'll do another one coming up. Sadly, they'll do another one and still won't help the overall cause of homeless. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like I said, it just comes down to you know people just not having money. You know what I mean? All right. Here we go. There's another. Sir, we have more. A lot more statistics over here actually. So homelessness assistance in America. All right. So. So homeless and service systems do not have enough resources to fully meet the needs of everyone experiencing homelessness. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So they're saying that there's re- there's not enough resources to basically just give people food, water, shelter, and warmth. 
500 pe- 500,000 people. Really? Okay. Okay. So thus it is helpful to examine the difficult decisions they must make including how to Okay, they have no Okay, they don't have enough resources. Okay, the homeless service system don't have enough resources. We have enough resources in America, you just don't want to give these people enough resources. It's stupid as shit. Um Damn. Uh, temporary housing. So over the last five years, the number of temporary housing beds, emergency shelters, safe haven, and transitional housing has decreased by 9%. A national level snapshot of these beds during the point in time count is informative. Individual community circumstances vary. However, in the aggregate, systems were able to offer a year-round bed to bed to only 51% of individuals and 100% of people and families. The latter with a surplus of fifteen over 15,000 beds. So... Total number of beds, I want to say, for individuals was 199,276 versus the number of individuals who were homeless, which was 392,069. That's just... So there are... So apparently... So what it's saying, based on these numbers right here, it's saying that apparently, what I'm getting from this is that the systems who will provide housing for homeless people and whatnot do there are enough resources but they are not provided enough resources so there's not even enough there's only a surplus for families which is not there's nothing wrong with that at all there should be a surplus so a surplus for beds and families so there's roughly 192,000 people who aren't able to have a bed without people without beds and that's just individuals versus there's a surplus for beds for families people and fam- excuse me people and families there's a surplus of roughly 15,179 now for bed shortage surplus for youth under 18 this actually yeah, there's a shortage there's roughly 3,976 youth who are homeless versus the number of beds is around 3,424 so the difference would be around 552 beds So, yeah, it's a state-by-state trend for homelessness from 2007 to 2018. Hmm. Doubled up and living in poverty. This is another, this is okay, this is one I just don't want to go for right now, because this is just... You know, and just like as as the you know the housing the housing crisis, well, not even housing crisis. One thing that I have been noticing though, is just like the prices of homes going up, because the housing market is booming right now, especially that it's a lot of migration, not even migration, a lot of moving based off COVID. Like people can afford to now move to different places and work, you know, from home now. Um, but not only that as well, um, a lot of these houses now. Beware if you are going to be a first time home buyer. Um, coming up, because I know a lot of people who listen to this are around my age and will be graduating and getting big jobs and everything. If you're a first-time home buyer, me personally, I would suggest, I would always suggest, if you have the money to do it, build your own house. Have your own house built. Um, but a lot of these new houses, which they throw up in droves over here, and I can tell you right now, do not buy these houses. These houses are will get blown down by the big bad wolf. I'll say that. I mean, these houses, I would, I watch, I I saw a video on Instagram about it, about how these houses are really poorly made and really cheaply built. 
and so um, I mean you get what you pay for so like I'm saying this now for people to know like just in case you're looking for a new house like later on in life or just coming up very very soon um, these houses so basically they're framing out the houses for the rooms and everything putting the wood up and everything you've seen a house be framed before and then they're just putting this they're not even putting wood or anything they're not they're just putting this kind of thermoply insulation that they have and then just throwing siding on top of that as well and that's it they're not putting any wood so these houses are really they're structured but they're not sound like they should be like a normal house should and they're throwing up siding just wood siding and whatever i mean there's no brick nothing just you know like i said get blown over by a big bad big bad wolf probably so uh well, yeah just uh that's how the whole that's how the housing market uh, the housing market is go i was trying to say housing market and crisis at the same time that's how the housing market is going right now they're building houses for cheap when they can throw up thousands of them it within you know a couple years you know and like you just look just drive around and look i think i think there's there's certain communities when you can see there's like you, you'll be able to know which houses i'm talking about so if you ever do drive around and just go around and look i suggest keep your eyes open for what i'm talking about but um but yeah um hopefully i can get on another podcast about housing and everything because uh, i mean housing shouldn't having shelter is one of just the basics of human life you know and if you can't even provide that to people then you know why are we even a country you know a country based on freedom you know so like i said oh I, the number i actually didn't want to go over um and I'll go ahead and throw this in this last little five minutes of this podcast, I guess. Um, so the number that I did not want to touch on is the number of homeless veterans for many, many, many reasons. Um, so 37,085 v- veterans are homeless. Um, roughly, okay, so roughly around a thir- two-thirds are sheltered, no, a third unsheltered. So roughly... If I do the numbers right, which numbers, you know, numbers, gotta do numbers. But, um, roughly 12,000 veterans are unsheltered in America. Now, you know, just when it goes back to, I'm just gonna say this right now, real quick, real quick, you know. When it goes back to Colin Kaepernick and kneeling and disrespecting the flag, somebody made a great point about if he had made this exact argument about homeless veterans and knelt for the flag, would there have been a different response to it? And that's when that that's why that's why when I saw the number of homeless veterans, first of all, this country that prides itself so much on military I mean now be now that being said, I do now I don't want to disrespect anybody who was in the military and also living a very good life as well i do not want to disrespect in any of them as well because one thing at while it sucks but i have to also say it not everybody in the military makes always makes the best decisions i will say that but at the same time people shouldn't be homeless regardless obviously this is why i'm doing this whole fucking podcast in the first place but at the same time especially not those people who at one point signed up to fight for other people to have to not be homeless you know what i mean so i don't know you know that's just me um but yeah i mean are you know you got everybody has their own opinions but uh i mean hopefully maybe i'll spark something to somebody you know when talking about that but um you know that's how i see it that's how the ball rolls in my head uh, hopefully, like I said, hopefully I can do another podcast on this. Hopefully I can have somebody to talk about it with as well to open up perspective a little bit, trade perspective a little bit, and hopefully 
I also provided a little information for y'all, provided a little bit of my own perspective as well. So, yep, I'll leave it off right there. So, like I said, be safe, uh, be stay warm, everything. Um, drip them faucets, uh, ice them out nicely and everything. But no, for real, drip your faucets. Uh, it'll probably help a little bit if you if you have water. I mean, I don't even know people. People don't have water right now. People don't have electricity. <sighs> America, a fucked up ass country. I'm sorry. There's something. I'll say this, and, and I'm going to get this just one really serious kind of like little liner for the end of this podcast, but like I said, you see that number for Washington, or District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., and how the number of homeless people per capita per 10,000 is the highest out of any other place in the country. That should show you that they're in, not only that, but weed is also legal there as well. And... All I can say is there's something there's something wrong. Something's not right. I can say that. But one day we'll get to the bottom of it. Um, until then, man, just like I always say, spread love and just do you and spread love, man. That's all I can say. But um, as always, follow this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow this podcast. Follow me on follow the podcast as well on Twitter at the C Jackson Podcast or C Jackson Pod. You'll find it. Trust me. And then follow me as well at the the C Jack. That is T H E, not T H C, but T H E C J A C. So until next time, I will have a Black History Podcast coming out on Friday, I believe. Um, until next time, enjoy this podcast, enjoy all my podcasts, and like I said, stay warm and stay safe. Until next time, be good. Peace.